This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Wow. Just wow. Goodness grief. So I was just going to compose myself. What I'm about to tell you involves wanton gaslighting and dishonesty on behalf of the BBC, which let's not forget, you pay for and is accountable to you. Last week, during rolling coverage on the day that Rishi Sunak ascended to the high office of Prime Minister, the BBC committed a straightforward, blatant violation of journalistic objectivity, which I highlighted in a previous video slash podcast. Now, let's just hear again exactly what that reporter said. In, in terms of stability, keeping Mr Hunt on the job, but the government has to, the new government has to decide extremely quickly what spending cuts it's prepared to make, what constraints on the public purse it's prepared to countenance, and what tax rises might be coming. Seven weeks ago, Liz Truss stood at that very lectern and told us all the big tax cuts were coming. That was the Conservative plan to boost economic growth. What we're about to see in the next few days is the exact opposite. The, the economic backdrop has changed. Mr Sunak is going to have to agree to spending cuts and to tax rises. So just for total clarity, let me repeat exactly what that journalist said. Not a pundit, political commentator, sorry, political correspondent even, for the BBC. The economic backdrop has changed. Mr Sunak is going to have to agree to spending cuts and to tax rises. Mr Sunak is going to have to agree to spending cuts and to tax rises because the economic backdrop has changed. Now, there's only one honest and legitimate interpretation of these comments that because of the economic situation, the Conservative government has no option, no option at all, but to cut spending and to hike taxes. These are not presented, spending cuts, tax rises, as two legitimate but contested options that the government could take. Neither is the BBC saying that because of the ideological instincts of the Conservatives, given their record in government, you might expect them to rely on cuts uh, to spending and to be instinctively opposed to increasing taxes on rich people. It would, be, of course, be completely within the realms of journalistic objectivity to, to, to say any of these things, given the record of the Conservatives, we might expect them to do this. Um, and here are two options. Um, depending on the size of the so-called black hole in the finances, which actually isn't an objective thing either. It's dependent on how the fiscal rules are defined by the government. What the journalist is saying is that the state of the economy dictates the need for spending cuts as well as tax rises. In other words, austerity isn't a political choice, but simply an unavoidable outcome because of the economic situation that Britain happens to find itself in. Now, that isn't true. It simply isn't true. The government could seek to impose taxes 
on the affluent, whether it be increasing income taxes and particularly increasing taxes on wealth. There's a vast concentration of wealth in very few hands. The richest people, their wealth has exploded, particularly actually since the financial crash. Now, when I raised this, many of you complained. I know many of you complained because very great. I'm very grateful for this. Many of you have uh, copied me in. You, you've sent me your emails, your 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 uh, your sorry, your complaints to the BBC and the responses, the response that you you got. So, let me now read the letter which the BBC um, has sent people. Dear audience member, thank you for getting in touch with us regarding Nick Erdley's comments about Rishi Sunak's potential economic strategy broadcast on Tuesday the 25th of October. While we were waiting for the new Prime Minister to arrive outside 10 Downing Street to give his inaugural speech, our reporters were discussing possible strategies and decisions that he and his cabinet might undertake in the next few weeks concerning the economy. At no point did our reporters imply what the government should or shouldn't be doing. They were simply discussing potential economic solutions. The BBC does not hold a view on any particular government strategy. They go on to say we value your feedback and that actually we've included your points in our overnight report. I want to apologise now for being so blunt. But Auntie Beeb, do you think we're stupid? Like, Do you think we're just completely and utterly terminally thick? I mean, are you high? I, I'm just trying to come up with a reasonable explanation to reconcile what was actually said, objectively, by your political correspondent and the email you have sent to all those who complained about a straightforward violation of journalistic objectivity. Now, for those who don't know what gaslighting means, it means when someone attempts to make you doubt to question your own reality, to make you think that things you've seen with your own eyes, heard with your own ears, uh, things you've experienced never actually happened or that something completely different happened, even though objectively what you experienced happened. Now, the BBC's political correspondent, again, said the economic backdrop has changed. Mr. Sunak is going to have to agree to spending cuts and to tax rises. And the BBC honestly responds that at no point did our reporters imply what the government should or shouldn't be doing. They were simply discussing potential economic solutions. The BBC does not hold a view on any particular government strategy. Well, you do, BBC, clearly, because you made it clear that the government has no choice, in your opinion, by the way, but to impose spending cuts, which is an ideological position which many people, hi, myself included, happen to contest. That Now, it's clear what's happened here. Let's just be clear what's happened. The BBC press officers... They they know this is a violation of journalistic objectivity. How how can I say that with such total certainty? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. The reason I can say the total certainty is that they're not, they're not stupid. They're not thick. And you would have to be stupid or essentially suffering from a terminal case of bad faith not to think that this was a case of violating basic norms of journalistic objectivity. So what they've done, they thought to themselves, we've got a problem here because uh, a journalist did violate basic journalistic objectivity, which they clearly don't have a problem with because I think the BBC's narrative is going to keep telling us that spending cuts are unavoidable. So they crafted a response which is willfully disingenuous. So when they say at no point did our reporters imply what the government should or shouldn't be doing, they try to find a, a basically just semantic they're playing semantic games and trying to use technicalities. That just because the reporter said that an economic policy was inevitable, given the economic circumstances, doesn't mean the reporter was saying the government sh or should or shouldn't be doing it. The reporter didn't say the government should introduce spending cuts or tax rises. No one suggested that the reporter said that, of course. But the reporter simply said the government is going to have to. Now, even if this, even this cynical pedantry doesn't work, because clearly the BBC is expressing a view about what the government should do by claiming a particular economic policy, a contested economic policy, is mandated by the economic situation. What they're implicitly saying is that those who oppose such cuts are in denial about the economic situation, which necessitates those very cuts. So clearly the BBC does have a view on a particular government strategy. How can it not be the case? Because I disagree with the opinion, which is what it was, of that reporter. It is contested. So did many of you. Um, and, and all those huge numbers of people who responded to the video. Now, some might go, come on, Obi, come on. Let's, there's, there's other things going on in the world here. You know, why focus on some comments made by a BC reporter, however senior. Now, it's because it's not the role, actually, I'm sorry to have to break this to you, for the BBC or other supposedly impartial news organisations to manufacture public consent for conservative economic policies. That's what they're doing here. And this matters because cuts to austerity will have a devastating impact on people's lives. People's incomes will be slashed. People's jobs will be lost. And frankly, actually, and this isn't hyperbolic, it's a matter of life and death. I mean, one recent detailed economic study found that more than 330,000 excess deaths in the UK can be attributed to cuts to public services and benefits. Now, if the Tories do another round of cuts, which clearly they're going to do, it's not the BBC's role to deflect public anger away from the government by making the electorate think that however much you don't like the cuts, they're just an economic fact of life necessitated by the economic situation. This is, as I've said, the response of the BBC is blatant gaslighting. We heard what you said. Like, I've read out the words. There is no other valid or honest interpretation of those remarks other than the ones I presented. It is beyond insulting to come back with a response that is so flagrantly dishonest. You don't believe what you've written because no honest, intelligent person could possibly believe the response that the BBC has crafted which clearly do not answer the critique of this violation of journalistic objectivity. Now, if this is allowed to carry on unchecked, 
They're going to keep doing it time and time again. They'll just weave it into reports. Well, these cuts are, I'm afraid, inevitable uh, because of the economic situation. The government has today announced a series of cuts because of the economic situation that Britain's in. They're going to keep doing it over and over again in order to basically cement public acquiescence to an economic strategy that millions of people oppose. But the BBC is saying those millions of people are not entitled to their opinion because essentially their opinions are on the wrong side of economic reality. So what I'm asking you all to do now, like this is some homework. Um, unfortunately, I can't spend my life um, watching BBC rolling coverage. Um, but please do send me via Twitter direct messages, uh, Instagram direct messages, Facebook direct messages, any examples you hear or see. If you hear, again, for example, BBC reporters trying to present spending cuts and austerity as an unavoidable fact of life, as just basically something forced on the government, whether they like it or not, then send them to me and I'll keep kicking up a fuss. I'm not going to let this go. And because this is too important. It's too important for our democracy, for our society. And as I said, it is a matter of life and death. So the BBC, now many of you think, well, what's the point? They fobbed us off with these complaints. I don't buy it. I think we can put pressure on these people. Like, you know, the, the key thing now is we do actually have some means to kick up a fuss. And when you get such blatant violations of journalistic objectivity, it doesn't matter how much they gaslight us. I think we can build pressure. And all we're doing here, because people might go, oh, oh, a bunch of lefties trying to bully the BBC into presenting their own opinions as facts. I'm not asking for that. I just want objectivity. I just, if they want to present spending cuts as one possible approach, which is contested, so they need to make it clear, the government are doing cuts, which others oppose. That's what they need to do. If they want to do that, that's fine. Obviously, I'm just asking them not to present conservative right-wing economic policies as imposed upon them by the economic situation and thus unavoidable. Look, I mean, if I sound frustrated, this is what happens if you're gaslit. It's just ridiculous. Your sense of reality, which you know is true, is turned on its head. Thank you, everyone, for the pressure you've brought on the BBC. And please do share this video because we're going to keep building the pressure. Uh, press like, uh, because again, that will help the algorithm. That will help circulate the videos. Leave your comments as well. Same, same thing. Um, and also uh, do subscribe and hit the notification bell as well so you'll get notifications for this video. That is enough for me. Um, thank you for bearing with me and I'll see you soon. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.